This is the Wholesome Monk Podcast. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Wholesome Monk Podcast. It's your boy, Wholesome Monk here. And today for this episode, I'm joined by Angie. Angie, thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Um, so let's get right into I'm very, very curious because this took me by surprise when you brought this up to me. So I, and I love this <laughs> so much. So everyone knows, especially the Western audience knows about the adult film industry and so I was curious about, you know, first, what, what did you do in the adult film industry? Like, what was your job? And then uh, what made you want to enter it? So I am a makeup artist for the adult industry. I have been for seven to eight years, I think, now. Um, what made me want to go into it, it was actually just, it was kind of presented to me. I had the opportunity to fill in for um, someone I knew and um kind of went on from there yeah because I, I found that like super interesting because you're like yeah i was um, a makeup artist like makeup doing uh do makeup for you know adult film stars and i felt like that was such a to me that's a much more interesting like job and topic to talk about than the actual stars just because you know to make them look so, i mean they already look very beautiful already but like mm-hmm. just to make it look even more like for film quality anyone who does any type of content making or filmmaking knows makeup artists are key especially if it's like a zombie scene like you know there's like there's, there's, it's not just like sex it's like sometimes i'm trying to make you know some attempts to make some yeah um so i was curious why why uh makeup like what what kind of like popped out to you that, like oh yeah i'm about to do this area of it so well just in makeup in general i um I ended up going to school for aesthetics. I kind of already knew that I wanted to hit the makeup ground, but um, I felt like I wanted to have my license. I wanted to have, because um, you can either have a cosmetology license or an aesthetics license, and there's also nails. Um, so I fought, you know, hand in hand, skincare and um, makeup go together. And it was also the shortest course at the time because a uh, full blown on cosmetology course is, ooh, I, it's been a while since I graduated. I have no many, have no idea how many hours it is now. That's crazy. Yeah, I was thinking because I felt like, because I know like just like uh, one of my friends, he's a barber. So he's going to barber school so he can get his license, you know, so he can get more uh, higher clientele, more job opportunities. It's not like, you know, it's not just confined to like barbershops. You can be, if you're a really good art, like makeup or haircutting, you can go to like the movies. You're needed a lot of different places. So I, I really think it's a versatile mm-hmm. thing that you did. So I was curious, like, were you when when you when you got it first into the industry and started doing makeup for them was it like a nerve-wracking experience because it's like you know adult filmmaking so it's like especially now it's like widely available on like everything like anything with internet connection it is but you know back dating for both of us both showing both our age here <laughs> the time where it's like you know it was kind of more difficult and things like that so um it wasn't so like oh yeah you know it's like oh i'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick no, no, no reason. Like before, you had to go to like you know the doll video store, you know, and say, or go to that section of Blockbuster. Everyone knows the section I'm talking about, and then you go see some. Um, so like it wasn't like you know you didn't get the behind the scenes footage. What I'm trying to say that you can see now and shit, and there wasn't like podcasts about like you know all these mm-hmm. stars being like, yeah, it's like this and that. So were you like, like how was the vibes like in terms of, like not even vibes? What was the mindset when you went in for like your first thing? Like what was the first job if you remember? Wow. Okay. So how I actually got into the industry um, was a photographer I had worked with um, was also in the industry. I had worked with him with some mainstream stuff had before and um, the team I got put on, they needed a backup makeup artist. So he, you know, it is, it's a lot of with this industry, it's word of mouth, you know, and um, I took the job and going into it, like, I knew what I was going into. It wasn't surprised when I got on set. Um, they, uh, it was for one of the larger companies. Everyone's very professional. You know, there's a director. There's a, um, um, oh, my gosh, brain fart. Production assistants. You've got, you've got your sound guy. You've got camera guy. Um, you've got your director's um assistant as well and then the PAs and all that um so I knew it was going on on it was nerve-wracking because I actually had only been on you know it's not as big as a movie set but it's definitely was bigger the the largest set that I've been 
on yeah. compared to how many people were were um, involved with it. And I was, I was like, it wasn't that I was like shy or anything. It was like, I didn't know the etiquette on an adult film. Like, do I stay on set? Do I do this? Um, because it actually wasn't really explained to me. So I kind of, kind of fell into it and just first day like, hey, what's up? <laughs> That's so crazy, yeah. That's so weird. Cause I, I would be like, sh like shook. Cause like, um, cause I, I, from what I've seen, cause I've, uh, you know, like many people, when you get the older you get, I'm sure you consume more, uh, you know, pornography later in life. How, like it, I've never seen an East coast house. I've never seen one in the East coast house. So is that, is that industry primarily like in, I would say like the West coast of America or is it, does it really matter? Or like, like, for example, if you wanted to get, if someone wanted to also do makeup for adult film and be on set, would you have to be like moved to the west coast you're not there yet um see there are main areas where i i hear that there's film because there's so many different companies so yeah. many different companies um from i work with the bigger companies so i know of we have crews on west coast we have crews on east coast um and because it's such a large company, there's a lot of sister companies. And also I know there's like in Europe as well. Um, uh, oh, I don't, not a lot of girls where they go out to film, but I, it's, it's very like all overseas as well in okay. Europe. I'm, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's Europe. But yeah, um, so that's kind of like the way, main areas of, but they honestly, there's a lot of, you know, like amateurs uh, that do the amateur um, films that they, they can film from their home. So who knows where they'd be. Yeah, I was also curious about that because some of the, I would say most of the ones I've seen, the videos I've seen, definitely, like you can turn anything into a set. So set's not the right word, but like a design, like something that you actually set up. Like, so is it, have, when, when you, at least in your experience, have you wanted to act like actual homes to do it where they kind of just like maybe rented air, like, well now I guess it would be Airbnb, but like rented some person's place out or is it like a set where you build it and then gotta do your thing so because i've been in the industry for so long that um you know i've i've kind of seen it seen it all um we've we've rented places out that were available to film with um you know with proper licensing and everything and then there are places um people who are in the industry already who own the homes that you know rent out there and they have like beautiful homes that rent out their homes for that and then i've been um, our crew has also had um, an actual studio where they um, construct sets for. So, so it kind of depends. Mm -hmm. so the, also the depends on the, couch. the scripts called for. Oh, sorry. No, the uh, the fable the fable black couch is that is that like so the black couch is that transfer? The people just like move the black couch or is that like a set thing? You know what I'm talking about? You know the black couch. The cast it's called casting couch. That's right. Like that kind the of situation. casting couch. Um. I really don't know. Because I've, I've never seen, I've never really seen videos with it, but I know that's like the, you know, the obvious joke when someone's talking about like adult films or like, oh, like anytime you, someone goes to someone's house and they see like a black couch, like, oh yeah, that's a couch. The cast oh, couch. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, those are, I know which, which companies do that. You know, that's, that's their MO. That's really? what they're known for. Um, the companies I work for, we didn't really do that. Um, the I've, I've worked for several different companies and um you know there's sometimes we'll do interviews and stuff like that kind of with like that same vibe but there are a couple companies that that's kind of their mo on how they start off their films that's so but funny. that's yeah that's <laughs> yeah so you can funny. tell different companies by their different you know it's like um like you know they kind of stay within their yeah their little their like, niche you know. or whatever you want to call it or how they present their company they kind of have like a standard that they go by that's so interesting <laughs> and uh you know and um i'm also curious too because going off of that so like when let's say there's a let's say there's well actually the first i should ask how long do you usually stay on set like are you there the whole shoot or is there a time where like all right makeup can leave and all that it depends on what company I'm working for and what's going on during that day. Um, mm. So there's where I just 
come do their hair hair and uh not sorry sorry do their makeup and um, make sure that their hairs look all nice like they just look great as a whole i leave a little bit of a touch-up and then i leave and that can be anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours depending on what i have to do to get them ready for and what i needed for for that day and then there's been days where i've been on set for nearly 12 hours because we're shooting a big feature and i have to be there for touch-ups and you know we're literally we have a script like this big that we have to go through and uh, making sure that we get all the correct things and you know it's you know look how long it takes you know hollywood to make an hour two hour film right yeah. months and so it for us to make a 30 minute feature or hour feature can take up to 12 hours depending on what's happening that day that's so wild so you so is there like a so i'm like is there any have you seen are you like on set where it's like you're just there chilling while they're they're fucking or is it like you can you like kind of wander off or like i wonder i really i'm really curious about like everyone else i know there's, sometimes there's a bunch of people just like any just like a sex scene in a movie even though there's no like actual penetration even like sex scene in a movie where it's like people there's uh, you have everyone fucking there eating their popcorn just kind of chilling until they're needed again so do you have to like stand there and just like chill and just watch or can you just be like all right well i'm uh you got my number when you're ready i'll just come back out again that depends on who i'm working for um oh, wow. like i said i work i work for yeah I work for a few different companies and um, each director has their own style and uh, what they want me to do on set. And there's been days where I'll do their makeup. I get them all dressed up in wardrobe and I walk them out to set and I'm with them while they're on set. And then I go back with them to do touch-ups, um, you know, make sure, you know, kind of, you know, I mean, granted, you know, like I'm a mom, so I end up being kind of like the mom on set to make yeah. sure the girls are good. You know, you got water. Do you need anything to eat? So uh, uh, there's been sets where I've done that. And then there's other sets where I do their makeup and then I just sit there and wait, wait for them to come to me for touch ups. You know, like I said, it's, it depends on depends on the team and um, how they flow, you know. That's so wild. So, <laughs> that's so interesting. So yes, I've, I've, I've witnessed lots of stuff in my past seven, eight years. That's so, so, um, yeah, but I'll say, so you've been in for seven, eight years now? Seven to eight years. Yeah, I believe so. It's like, yeah, I took about eight months off when I had my daughter and, and then I slowly got back in again. That's wild. So like it, what what keeps you? I mean, obviously you're getting paid for your for everything you do, but like, is it that lucrative? Like to, to stay in for seventy because eight years is a long time to do anything, let alone mm -hmm. like something as such something that I guess for lack of a better word, immersive as like adult the adult industry. So what 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 keeps you in? So I again like I'm grateful that I'm able to work for some of the larger companies that are out there. So yes, it, it was good for me because we had anywhere from 10 to 20 scenes a month, depending on oh, wow. um, what's needed. And that's, that was, um, yeah, that, that, it just depends on which crew I was working for, but that main crew that I was working for, we had at minimum, I want to say at least 15 scenes a month, which, you know, turned out to be a decent month, and um, it was very, very consistent work, and, um, but here's the thing, if, like, you don't work for one of those companies, you don't get as much of work, so you do have to kind of fill in here and there, and, that's kind of now with the pandemic happening and a lot of things have changed for shooting. So a lot of, a lot of things have changed now. So now it's kind of like, you know, like everybody's in the street right now, we're kind of like, what's going on? You just gotta keep trucking and um, find other paths if you need to, but it, we're, they're still there, but it's not as much anymore. So for, for your particular, so for makeup, so there's not, it's not like a freelance thing where you just like, kind of like, you know, oh, hey, we need, Angie, we need you for, the, the, like this company needs you for this and then this company needs you for that. It's like you worked for one at a time or something like that. Like, is that how it works? 
No, so I, I do, um, you know, I have my own LSE and everything like that. So I am my own company and I'm, t I'm 1099ers with, or with, um, with a couple different crews and okay. I but see at, you. yeah, at the, at the time, you know, back then, like, especially before, before I had my daughter. So she, like four or five years ago, I worked for one company because and that's how consistent that work was and i filled in here and there for other companies that are around town but they weren't as consistent of work but now i'm still working under the umbrella of the same company as before but it's just a different team and we shoot different stuff so it's which i like now because that i'm a mom i i can't do full-time anymore so which it all kind of worked out that way so interesting so like when it comes to when it comes to like vibes on set like in terms of just like ha has there been days where you i mean like what, what's what's the vibe always on set like for like i i want to say always i know it's very different it can change like and again depending what company but like genuinely in your experience or generally in your experience is the vibes like just like kind of light-hearted like what's the because they're about to what they're about to do is wild by itself, depending on what kind of scene it is already. So like, what's the vibes like for you when you arrive? Like how early do you arrive on set first of all? And then like, what's the vibes like throughout, like at least, at least throughout your primary first job of like first doing the touch-ups? So um, I usually get there about, about half an hour before the girl gets there. And um, a crew gets in there anywhere between half an hour to an hour, depending on, where we're at and you know how fast <laughs> like vibes are saying you know again it just depends on what crew i'm working for there's one crew that i've i've been with the i've known him almost the entire time i've worked you know i've seen him go from photographer and then now he's a director and you know there's other people that i work with that crew that we've known each other for so long that it's just like, you know, you guys are all work friends now. You guys are all homies. So it's so chill. Uh, you know, uh, when I go into a new company, I mean, all the companies I've worked for have been very professional. I've never had yeah. any issues, but, um, you know, you, you get that nervousness when you walk in and then when you find out that everyone's cool, like you're like, okay, I can, <laughs> like, That's hey, so do I need to be standing tension, or do I, you know, how you want to make sure that that I'm I'm not just some dummy that they hired. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, that's what what it's like with any job, really, especially you know when you're a new person on a, on a job, whether it's like retail from what you do to retail to any other corporate job in America is about trying to mm -hmm. make sure you find that fit. And then go to the pace of obviously your employer and what they want you to do. And I'm sure like even for something like that would be nerve wracking for any human being that's like, you know, going in and doing something. Um, and I, I was I was curious too, like, what do you have any, are there any, uh, what stars have you done makeup for like that are, to your knowledge, notable? I know you know them probably like, you know, you've done work with them. So they're like cool people to you. But in terms of like, if someone that doesn't really consume porn that much, but they're like, oh, you know, I, I use mm -hmm. the big ones, the top 10 on Pornhub.com, like, you know what I'm saying? So what, what are some of the notables that you've done for makeup for? Well, so for me, I've been in, since I've been in for about, you know, seven to eight years, I've worked with so many different names and on dif different sides of porn too. So, you know, there's the straight side that I've worked with, you know, um, Gosh, it's, it's been a while since I've worked on that side of the company, but um, like Danny Daniels, Riley Reed, um, gosh, we we'll, <laughs> who's, who's all, it's, it's tough because to me, they're all like big stars, uh, Phoenix Marie, um, uh, oh my gosh, they're all awesome, uh, Monique Alexander, Romy Rame, Abigail Mack, um, and uh I mean, those names alone. Yeah, it just, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Um, and cool. like male, male stars, I've, you know, uh, Danny D, Johnny Sin, Xander Corvus, um, uh, Karen Lee. Um, and that's, you know, they're all from um, when I used to work with that company. And now, like, I also work with the trans and bi sites now. So, you know, like, oh gosh. Uh, Natasha Dreams. Um, oh, of course, from my um, one of my phrases that I work with a lot that she kind of 
dabbles in both sides. And Laura Jensen's really big too. I love her to death. Um, she's a she's a good friend, and um, as well as let's see on the other side. I should have written all these names down. I didn't write them down. But yeah, no. But like I said, so I work for like the straight by and trans sites. So I've kind of like kind of spread out here. No, that's great. Because I mean, I know that especially because of their online personality especially this is a great transition actually a transition um you know a lot of people know who riley reed is a lot of people know who um who uh danny daniels is because danny daniels is really big on another platform that we both share the platform we actually shared on with uh met on which is tiktok mm -hmm. and like so when when you work i mean i don't know when you worked with uh riley reed or danny daniels but when you work it's with them, been a it long like, time since i've seen them was it like uh, they're like I would say around their start of getting into it, or do you already like know who they were? They they were already I feel like they were already um, bigger bigger names when uh, I met them. So what made you want to transition from that exciting work and life to the TikTok realm of things? <laughs> For instance, your content is very different. <laughs> Quarantine. That's what got me into TikTok. Literally, I downloaded maybe. Let's see when January we went into quarantine. What March, right? Yeah. End of March, so I think yeah, so maybe March, April ish is when I downloaded TikTok because other people were starting to talk talk about it, and I was like, you know, I had heard about it because I was like, oh my god, I don't want to get on a platform where kids are eating Tide Pods. Like, why would I want to see that, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're not wrong. Well, and you. So I downloaded it and um, finally kind of figured out what I want to do first. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to post, but then, you know. You said that, but I you're did. doing pretty well. Now what, 11,000 followers later? That's <laughs> like, yeah. holy crap. Because I was like, because um, your content you do is like anime related content. I was like, oh, this yeah. is dope content. Content. Um, you, you're very you're very personable on it too like you're not you show your personality very like you're very transparent like i can tell like okay that's who that's oh yeah that's angie like i, I know who that is not like something where it's like uh that's a that's a fake smile she's doing right now i don't know i don't know what she was she out here doing <laughs> but, but uh yeah you know and also everything like, this is whole it's wholesome content you know Yay, like, thank you. your your partner your partner in crime that you put in some of your videos too is like a very it's very like wholesome content from um what I usually, well, at least when, I, when we, cause I got on the app, well, I got on the app like a year ago when I took it seriously was like quarantine cause there's nothing else, there was nothing else to do. But like, you know, when you get on around that March, April, that's when it was just like, you know, teenagers shaking their ass on TikTok. That's all you saw until the algorithm got used to what you really like to watch. Then you can get like- <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And <laughs> it was so wild. But the thing that's wild about that is that those same people have like, millions of followers and shooting movies now and everything i'm like yo well good for I mean, them yeah you know? and i was like well i'm gonna get in on that <laughs> and then uh so i start entering um <laughs> animated tiktok which is just, like so interesting to me because there's people like you on there and many other people we follow too and i think it's so funny that we're all like connected now and like do mm -hmm. videos together and like all that stuff because like it's just there's no way especially since we're all kind of like spread out around the around the, sometimes the world but in particular in our group like just the states there's no way would i met each other like any other way than than that and on like then using tiktok exactly and even exactly. deeper than that is like anime to like anime stuff too which you know from our age group is like yo years ago you get your ass beat for like 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 anime wasn't like a cool thing like you know no you know mm -hmm. like sort of some rappers will say in the songs here and there but it wasn't like something like hey guys you want to talk about any yasha today let's talk about yasha hime like nah like what then we look at you like what the fuck are you talking about so when, <laughs> <laughs> when did you get into anime uh me uh let's see i think my first memories of anime were like sailor moon and pokemon and like directly when they first came out so what 1990s <laughs> good old 98.99 yeah so around there and um didn't really like start super diving into it until um like inuyasha time around there so end of like middle middle of high school end of high school for me is when i kind of like started becoming more aware 
of the industry that it was because I was already watching you like Tenchi and Ranma, Yu Yu Hakusho, Sakura, uh, uh, Card Captor Sakura, um, <laughs> Hemtaro. <laughs> Hemtaro. People, people sleep on that one. Yeah, it was oh, a good one. Well, I was like, well, who else was it? Puka, um, Shin. Is it Chin or Shin? The the uh, was the it like, Shin Chan? Yeah, the the, the, drunk, the yeah. little pervert. Yeah. And yeah, that, I forgot about that. I was on Adult Swim, yeah. That one. So yeah, oh yeah, good old tsunami time. That's around time when you know. Oh, and of course, Dragon Ball Z, right? Of course, of course, Dragon Ball Z. I started. That's the thing. It's so funny, um, because Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z came out. That was like so. I didn't have like because it, it didn't come out on Cartoon Network at first. It was like, it was there, but the, the real episodes like came on during uh, came on Telemundo. Because not, I didn't know that at the time, of course, but like at the time, it's really big in Latin America. Like it's really big in south of the border, like all that stuff. So like they love it, like especially the Dragon Ball Super uh, series that just aired. Like they had huge watch. I mean, I'm talking like you would think they're playing like a World Cup game. How many people would attend these big watch parties that have at like parks? And like that's like you know like going to like L.A. or like on the Staples Center like screen and showing like the ZBZ fight. That's how big it is. And so it'd be on Telemundo. So that's the only way I was able to watch it back then. And like, this is like 99, 2000. It would be on there. And then start getting on like, you know, adults or Toonami, Cartoon Network and stuff and airing it. What's the anime that has your heart? Like, what's the one where it's like, this is the anime for me? This is my favorite anime. Um, so... Granite, like if, if people follow me on TikTok, Granite, you know, Sailor Moon always will have a portion of my heart, but like the one, it, it had to be in Yasha because that's just, again, like when I was really becoming more aware of the industry and because I was going through, you know, like the teenage issues, young adult <laughs> issues, angst. the teenage angst, exactly. That's funny. Um, I kind of felt really connected with um, some of the, the background storyline of like Inuyasha mainly because of like you know the, the, the Kagome Inuyasha and Kikyo type thing. <laughs> like I kind of felt like I I was in a situation that kind of yeah. put me like that. It got my heart where I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but so I think that's why I grasped on to Inuyasha so much because I was like, no, this, this is, this shit's going to get me through this. This shit's going to get me through this. <laughs> no, I think Teenage that's issues, so powerful. Right? At the time, let's see, that young adult time, because by then I was like, what, 17, right? And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, t t. What 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 was teenage? Uh, what what were you like in your teenage years? What was the? Were you? Did you go through a golf phase? Was that? What was? What was the? Was it just rebellious the whole time? All four years of, of high school anyway. Like what was it? I think it was a mix. Really. I was was. I think it was a mix of everything because I did grow up such in a you know, obviously I'm Asian. So I, you know, strict Asian household. And though I, um, I was part of the theater crew. So like, you know how the theater crew can get, right? So it was kind of interesting because I was with yeah. them while they were being crazy, but I wasn't necessarily too much participating with what was going on. But, you know, we were all still hella cool. Um, you know teenage crap but it's like i think it was more i was confused like I mean, aren't we all i'm supposed to be this straight a student even though i wasn't you know i'm supposed to study i need this for my future duh, 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 duh. but wait why are my friends having fun <laughs> like but uh... wait a minute they shouldn't be doing that I'm confused. Wait, what? We're going where? You know, it's like, I was kind of like the sturdy cat of the group, but it was like, it was like the worry wart. Yes, there we go. I was the worry wart of the group. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was just shy. I was, 
I was a combination of shy and um, finding anime. So it's funny because anime is like a great, like you said, you could see, I think it's so powerful when you can see yourself in characters or stories. Um, that's the best way for, that's what entertainment is about. It's about being able to like relate to a audience. So the fact that you can find something, that's why I love anime so much that there's so much genres. Like people think pigeonhole and think there's like one or two genres, but it's like, there's just as many film or live action uh, genres in the exactly. world. Exactly. And so you can fit so many, I, I've seen, there's a lot of movies and live and TV shows, really popular ones that take st- either storylines or straight up scenes straight from anime. Like, picture by picture i've seen it and it's like it's like yo how you gonna like the my thing is like how you gonna like game of thrones but then say like dragon ball z is weird and childish that was weird to me i was like episode one of game of thrones spoiler for like six seven years ago is like yo there's the brother and sister having sexual intercourse y'all watch that but then y'all gonna tell me that me watching two people fight to the death is weird that's why that's what's wild to me even if even if it's like a slice of life or something or a, a saying in words like more adult crowd and it's like okay they have a sex scene they're like oh that's fucking weird watching these animated things like have a sex scene not just straight up like porn but like a, just a regular sex scene that you'll see in any other form of entertainment and then i was like you call me weird for watching that but again you watching game of thrones it has dragons and shit and incest and, and i'm i'm the weird motherfucker that's why that's when i stopped taking it like crit- criticism like seriously i was like nah y'all wildin mm-hmm. it's so crazy it's, you just it, it's it's such a, like a bad stigma around it and especially like, when we were younger it's um it's a horrible stigma around like, it was very popular or else it wouldn't be on tv and it sold a lot of toys it was funny there was closeted anime fans they took it that seriously that series. I'm not going to compare it to mm-hmm. certain things in life, but let's just say there's other things people kept hitting, and you would think that's what they were keeping hidden, but no, it was just like, oh yeah, I like anime. It's like it was not that big of a deal, guys. Like just nope. let it flow. So what what's the motivation to posting? Because you post you post quite a like you post a, de- a very decent amount, and you make really strong, likable content. So where does that Thanks. like drive come from to do it? Um, I think it's because this is the first social media that um, I've really grown this much on. Like my my Instagram, a lot. Uh, my I've got two Instagrams, but you know I tried the whole anime thing and you know geeky mom type stuff on uh, <laughs> Instagram, and I didn't know geeky how to mom. come up. Yeah, I, it just didn't take. You know, I got like geeky mom. Um, it didn't it's still and I've got like 300 followers on that one but my makeup Instagram you know I've got maybe just under 5,000 followers and I've had that account since a very long time and the only reason why I get so many likes on that one or so many people following that one is because of who I work with a lot of the girls will tag me and stuff which I'm so grateful for and then their followers come to me which like if anybody of them watching this no i'm not gonna give you their numbers <laughs> don't dm me that so oh people my DM God. you about that yes That's and i'm like hilarious. they have an only fans or go to their website and subscribe to that i'm not gonna give you that why That's would i do that i respect them too much you know and <laughs> that's so funny I didn't, I didn't even think about that that's oh yeah and so that's that's that and then so when i started TikTok, um you know it went slowly at first and then within like the last what three months is when i started gaining more followers and i guess that's the motivation that i've never really had an outlet for my anime stuff for my whole nerdy geeky whatever you want to call it side like my side that never wants to grow up, right? And seeing how it also, when I started posting stuff as well, seeing how it impacted other people, you know, I started getting messages on how like, um, especially other mothers. um, Really? Thank you, yes. And that's what really hit me is like, thank you for, you know, being a voice out there for one, you know, the older 
anime crew, you know, my ass is over here about to turn 36, you know, compete, we're all competing with like these 22 year olds on TikTok. But, you know, and as well, you know, I very openly put my daughter on there because it, I love her to death and she's a big nerd too. <laughs> um, yeah, I get messages from others, you know, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that that you inspire me to still like this part of me, but still be an adult. It's so, it's so, um, and I, I mean this in a very like polite way when I say this, but it's, it's such a weird feeling. Like when I get DMs like that a lot too, like, especially since I hit like tanky, like it's insane because I have people <laughs> come up to me like, yo, thank you for, you know, um, Make me feel like I, it's, it's okay to be a black geek or, um, you know, or, oh, you're, you gotta do, I'm a, I'm a comedian too. So like people are like, oh, your comedy helped me through some dark times in my life. I just get yeah. like some very, it just shows like how serious, like, Aww, like a responsibility. Awesome. Yeah. But it's just so, cause times have changed, like from in my head, like times have changed. I'm not so old. Whereas like I grew up in the eighties or something, but it's like times have drastically cause technology times have just changed drastically when it comes to, consumption of anime and how it's viewed it's almost in every single every single rap album that comes out there's at least there's pro because like you and me like we're now that we're grown it's like we're the ones who are in the industries we're the ones who gain more on top of things and stuff like that so obviously whatever influenced us which was be anime and stuff like like geek culture we're going to put in our work one way or another especially the, now with the I, I would i want to say creative boom that there's been whereas like you can take more liberties like anime is not something unknown is something that is a driving factor in many economies at this point now too like conventions especially running right japan's especially uh some parts there too so you get those dms and you're like you like you don't you don't think about how much the impact you have because you're just doing your own thing you know especially since you have a daughter uh, you're just like having fun with her it's like a great quality this is something great to do and then you get like you said those dms where it's like oh shit like there's other people like me out like you know you just don't i don't put myself because mm -hmm. like especially when it's like like you know i don't answer back to them shout out to y'all i do read them i just don't answer back to them but when teenagers like uh comment on my comments or dm me or whatever it's just about like yo thank you for feeling you know they, they get bullied still i didn't say so that's the thing i didn't i don't think that those things are still a thing i'm like there's no way you still get bullied for anime but they're like yo i really appreciate you talking about it i don't just talk about it I, for my content i do uh you know the comedy skits but i also do like reviews on anime just talking about yeah how it's like you know because people think when you think of anime they think either hentai or they think like dbz but i was like no there's a lot of very there's people write these things it's not it's not like if people really sit there and write these like complex stories that are about like society whether you like a psychopath or like um Inuyasha, where there's like a revenge tale and it's like a love story and all these things and these character interactions, like very, there's complexity there. So I like to bring that side out of it. And I feel like when you can introduce that side, that's when people will start seeing anime as like, oh, this is really just a regular thing. It's just animated. And so I, and I feel like people don't realize that. I feel like people think it's like some really weird off the wall thing. Cause how they, cause some people get exposed to it on, some random shit where like you know oh maybe they're looking up porn maybe they're looking up daniel daniels maybe they're seeing some of your makeup work and they're like oh this is fine makeup work and then they're like yo what's this cartoon anime thing and it's like that is hentai that is something completely different and and so they have like this warped perception on it i was curious what was your what was the first anime you showed your daughter i think is I think it, I did try to show her Sailor Moon since she's named after it, but that was like when she was super young and she really wasn't interested in it. So the ones that, I think it was Sailor Moon. But then after that, it was like um, Howl's Moving Castle and Ponyo. Okay. She really liked those ones. I'm just curious, do you get DMs where people are like, how could you show your daughter any Yasha? Or like just, you know, people like to meddle on things. I'm just curious. I know like I made videos where um, I talked about like, <laughs> I talked about like, you know, like uh, my buddy's daughters, I really liked Inuyasha and stuff. And like, you know, I'd watch it with them. And they're like, yo, Inuyasha is so violent. How could you expose? And I was like, first of all, they're old enough where their parent okayed it. So it don't matter what I think or what anyone thinks really. 
you know, I don't know on people's parents, but have you ever got DMs where they're like, yo, you can't expose the house moving castle. That's too scary. Even though I watched that like five, but you know, I, I was just curious. Cause I know you, we, cause we, as content creators, we get a, a lot of positive messages, like a lot of positive messages, especially, especially if you don't make your content on hate. Like I, I couldn't go to your page uh-huh. and be like, yeah, I'm about to go send some hatred. Like that's just so hard. <laughs> it, it takes a special type of person to be like, yo, this mother daughter bonding time and it's the innocence and her just like, you know, this is like videos just, it's, it's, ser- it's supposed to be serotonin. That's what it's supposed to yes. be on your page. Serotonin. And so exactly. much that I couldn't be like, yeah, I'm about to be like, yo, how dare you do X, Y, and Z? I feel like people just hate. I feel like just people just be hating. You know, at, with like everything, everything's, someone's gonna have something to say. Like, for, for me, you know, especially since I'm already in the adult world and I had been since I've had my daughter and then I've even had, had, had comments on my Instagram, like, how could you be a mother and working in the adult industry? And I'm like, I never respond to it. But, you know, first of all, how dare you? You want to know how many people in the adult industry are parents or oh, yeah, grandparents? Yeah, like, yeah. a lot of them hide it from their fans. But, you know, I have met, some, you know, some who, you know, that they always separate their lifestyle. They don't bring it around their kids. And, you know, how dare you? Like, it was like... No, it's I mean, audacity is what it is. So, it, you know, everyone's always going to have something to say. So, like, when um, with the Inuyasha, yeah, the audacity. Um, some people were like, I, I didn't get DMs, but I did get comments like, oh, it, you know, how could you show her that? It's too brutal. And I'm like, first of all, my daughter watches Spider-Verse. She loves Spider-Verse. And like, and um, <laughs> she watches MMA with my husband. <laughs> like, Oh, then I know she probably watched some. It's fine. Men, men, yeah, men be watching some reckless things. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, I just... This is the thing, like, because people, some of these people, when someone tells me, like, because I see it all the time on people, so that's why I was, like, asking and curious about yours, is that, like, first, I always tell people, like, honestly, it's a waste of energy to respond. I'm like, yo, if someone, if someone that's again. That's why I don't respond. Yeah, if someone is so pressed, you know, it is what it is. But um, uh, they just feed me to the algorithm in a good way, and I get more positive from it. So I, I just be chilling. But I feel like some of those people are too young. I feel like it's young people because – there's no way you were born, you went through the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and then say that, because that, sh- that shit was way, way worse. There was some crazy, Tom and Jerry was just them beating the shit that- out of each other. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy uh, what else was, was it for us? Pretty adult. Um, Cat Dog. Cat um, Dog was wild. Great movie they had that made me cry. And then they uh, who had, were the beavers? Uh, the beavers. Oh, angry, angry beavers. beavers. Yeah, the, the, angry beavers. the brothers. There's a lot. There's uh, there just a lot of like you know stuff because it was because they knew the thing about cartoons and not so much anime but definitely cartoons. It's about especially American cartoons. It's about one toys more than anything else, and then toy sales, and then two. Um, they wanted the parents to be able to sit there and watch it with their kids because you know the parents would take over the television and then they wouldn't be able to get the the um wouldn't be able to get the watch time so like they made it so there's a, enough adult content where the, the parents could be like oh, okay entertaining but a lot more kid mm-hmm. stuff but it's still like a lot of violence you know maybe not like slitting people's throats and stuff but it's still like a bunch of like cartoon violence they called it mm-hmm. and there's like worse stuff i can't even like i can't even remember off the top of my head but there looney tunes gets wild especially like early looney tunes got animaniacs <laughs> animaniacs too Tiny Toons um, was crazy, spastic too. Um, a lot of sex jokes. There was more than anything else. There's a lot of sex jokes, like a lot of sex jokes, a lot of sex sexual innuendos. There was like plenty. There was like as a kid, you goes over your head. You have no idea what anything that is. Um, you know, like so you're not like paying attention to that, but you go rewatch it. You're like, oh shit, this was like some wild shit that like parents really sat there and like got it, and they're like, huh, that's funny, and then like you know, kids would be not knowing what it is. So I always found that interesting that people like, you know, have that mindset. I'm like, yo, this worse stuff out. Now I feel like they're used to like adventure time and stuff. Now they're used to like more of like uh what's the other thing that kids love? Um you probably know, but you know what's it called? The pig. I can't think of Pe- Peppa Pig. Like those like that kind of stuff. Like or um 
just like those those puppies. I forgot what it's called too, but like they got all those things now where it's like it's uh, so Paw much. Paw Patrol. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Where it's so um, it's just not. It's something completely different. It's so so much more innocent than like you know, you got more like what's it called? One of the cartoons the cartoon they used to watch as a kid was Bob the Builder, which was very dumb in principle, but it's like a very you know sit kids down for thirty yeah. minutes straight. And so I feel like there's more PBS stuff. Yeah, that's the station, like PBS Kids stuff than like, oh, Cartoon Network. Nickelodeon has some stuff mm-hmm. too. Wild Thornberries wasn't like, it, again, it wasn't like, it's not about it being violent or, you know, stuff. It's just the jokes and the concept. Like just the cartoon violence would be there. Even Dragon Ball Z had an issue where um, kids thought they could fly. So they would be jumping off like their, like their roofs and shit or chairs and injuring themselves. So they had to eventually try, like they try to take out the air and stuff like that. So there's there's stuff. I was like, it's it's um, it's if you even talk about that first, like I always tell people, man, like uh, when it comes to your page, and maybe you can have a vi- I was actually curious about uh, your take on this too. But my advice to content creators is just not pay attention to like that because you want there's you can't the comment section is something where you have to especially TikTok like you have to kind of interact eventually to kind of mm-hmm. keep your growth and stuff like that too. But just don't pay it to like, don't give it mind. Like, don't let it stress you. That's because as soon as it stresses you out, you're going to get gray hairs when you shouldn't. And it's going to just frustrate yeah. you because it's like, it's exposed to anyone who has Wi Fi. So it's like anyone can say anything. So you just have to like stay relaxed. But do you have any, um, any, any, uh, tips for, for the youngin TikTokers that want to, that see your anime and hold some content? Like, oh, I want to be like Angie one day. I want to, I want to get on that train. <laughs> I need tips. Oh my gosh, just be you. You know what? Like, there's, um, especially like, so, so as growing up from, you know, teens to, you know, once you get into like that 20s, 20 ish area, you kind of get in this, like, after you go through your party phase, like, I went through the, oh my God, I need to grow up phase. So I like died off with anime and be like, no, I'm an adult now, I need to pay bills, rah. And I wasn't happy. I was, I was, (laughs) I was depressed. I had like four different jobs. I, yeah, you know. It's like a hand anxiety right here from that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it was, you know, it's like, no, I got to make money. I need to, you know, granted, yes, we all need to make money. We all need to survive. We all need to have uh, something to provide us for our futures. But it's like, I let it consume me. And within the last recent years, especially like once I got my license and I was like, okay, now I know which direction I want to go. And now um, going into that direction, when I finally got on, especially when I got on the adult film sets, like uh, there were periods of times where I would have to just sit there for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes. So guess what? I brought my mangas. And so like, and that's what slowly started getting me back into it, you know, reading, um, and then slowly starting to watching things again. And then it's like, oh, here's my happy place. Like the, this makes me feel good. So manga and anime, like make me feel good. But guess what? I can still be an adult. I have a family. I'm married. I have a child. We live in a house, got a car, you can have it all. You don't have to like, no, must be an adult. Now don't let your mindset get like that because it sucks it sucks it puts you in a in not so good place no i a hundred percent agree because i feel like uh i always tell people kill people with kindness uh that's that's one of my philosophies because it's hard to be it's, it, it, it's so e- i mean not for me anymore but i feel like human nature it's just so easy to be a dickhead like it's so easy to be just a rude person because you know Mm -hmm. you know because you always have excuses of why you're rude or why you're mean it's so much harder to be nice especially in the uh, society we live in today there's a lot of things that can make you just bitter or jaded but i feel like true power comes from like you said um realizing that you can still be young-minded and get all your shit done like it's a hundred percent possible it's you know a hundred percent like people are always like uh like how, how, where do you I always get messages? So many messages about like uh, motivation, 
about um confidence and stuff like that like you want to understand like i just started like cosplaying it's so funny because i was i had stopped cosplaying for like 18 years like i just didn't i wouldn't do it for anything i even i haven't even done halloween that's how bad it was like i just never like no. period for a long time and um you know one copy I'll, I'll be working like when i was used to working retail i'll be working every goddamn halloween but <laughs> besides that um or because like like oh it's so funny I, I used to work in like outlets and malls and stuff and oh my god it's like a riot patches for people i guess but they started doing things now where like you know over the last like i would say six years or so where halloween comes they will force you to get in some stupid ass costume and be out there and like, I would never do that shit. I, 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 even though I needed money, I was like, I will quit this job right here, right now. If you make me go out there in costume, that's how serious it was for anyone. Just to give people context. And um, yeah, it was a problem. And then once I did the, I did like a video about like Hitachi and she had like just some fun skit. Cause I got um, this uh, Kotsky, uh robe and then I got like a, um, a Naruto headband. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go on. Cause it was such a dumb, like, I'll never call other people's insecurities dumb and no one should do that, but I can call my insecurities dumb. It was dumb for me because I am an actor. I do like, I, like I do this, like I dress up like fine. Like I can do that shit. But when it comes to like just my personal happiness for it, I could if I could do it. And it got, it, I feel like, you know, once I did it, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and I felt like, Oh hey. yeah. And then that, that moment for that you said for you, that came, came from me where it was like, I can be, I can, I can still do adult things. I can still like jobs will not stop calling me or, or like gigs will not drop or people will not lose respect for me for dressing up as my favorite anime character and doing these skits. Like when mm -hmm. I did it, people were like, I thought you always cosplayed. Like I thought this was like a thing you always did. You just never posted it. And I was like, no, exactly. Mine. It's, like, it's bro, funny. Cause a lot of them, a lot of them, my whole, all my coworkers, they know I'm a huge nerd. Like I'll come on set and I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And they're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, they just go along with me. And funny thing, well, not funny thing, you know, it's like a lot of, um, a lot of people's favorite adult film stars. They're huge anime geeks too. And, you know, you, oh yeah. Like, so I love it when I go to work and we get in the chair, like, like um to, oh last week my girl sits down in her chair i look at her arm i'm like yo are those sailor moon tattoos and she's like yes <laughs> and we just went off <laughs> and you know and like um there were you know plenty of times where that's happened a lot of them where they've either had a tattoo or they've had a sticker or a keychain and i'm like yo and <laughs> I'll talk. There's one of my, oh, one of my girls, uh, uh, Cora, like she loves reading manga. She's not so much anime, but she loves manga. And so we, we always, we like to share uh, manga as well. So it's like awesome that, you know, it's like everybody likes it. I mean, come on, there's even celebrities. There's even celebrities that like anime and manga. And that's, that's why I like, um, that's why I've been like, you know, I do some, uh, um, interviews with like only fans and people like people who do that. Um, because there's just a lot more, there's a lot more, they're easily more easily accessible to talk to, but I, I like cause I like to get to know the, the person, you know, if like, you know, like we've DM'd here and there, but this is our first time like actually talking. And cause mm -hmm. I, I got, like recently I got, you know, it was on, uh, reached, uh, this podcast reached Amazon music. So like a lot more people are listening to it. So there'll be like, Oh, like, yo, I love like all your friends that like, you know, are like, how long have you known each other? I was like, oh, that's the first live conversation. Like I've, I've talked to people even less and they just come on and it's like, they're like, yo, y'all talk like you've known each other forever. I was like, <laughs> I think it's a big compliment. Cause I was like, yes, that means I'm doing my job correctly. And the podcast is great then. But I was like, no, nah, yeah. for the most part, like, no, we have one conversation before and that's just like getting the date and then the questions and then that, that, that's really it. And then it's just like straight up, like, and then most of the time it's like, you know, free ball. Like we got done with the questions, like the questions that I, I sent you like probably <laughs> 30 minutes ago. So it's just been about like the free flowing of it. And yeah, I like, but I like interviewing like OnlyFans girls and eventually hopefully I can get started getting more adult um, film stars because I like to show the human side of people because I feel mm. like yes, even like people like me who are on TikTok, like they don't, they don't, some people don't see us as like 
human beings because their fans are like followers like they don't yeah they're not per se peers so like um they look at your content and they just be like oh she can't like like this or that or maybe she's just doing this for for likes i was like there's very few people all the things on like in life there's very few people i know of that force their selves to pretend like they like anime and then do it because anime fans are ruthless and no one wants to deal with anime fans for no reason <laughs> so like they yeah just don't and um yeah like showing the, the humane side of people and showing like like you said like there's there's porn stars or that um there's porn stars there's uh makeup uh, pas uh, actors, actors sound guys sound there's everybody. you know then then you get then you get the when you go to the corporates you know there's you know our corporate bosses there's the script writers there's the editors there's the you know everything that um we have the special effects people on days that we do special effects you know where we pull out the green screen and stuff like that yeah. um so you know depending on what company you work for there's a whole thing behind it and what's awesome i really do hope one day you get to um interview some of the girls because out of all, all these years everyone's so down to earth when you go go on set you know it's just like anything if you give somebody a bad vibe they're going to give you a bad vibe back and so like you know everybody's been super chill and i think that's also too like i'm always i try to be always peppy at work too because also the the girls and the guys they have a long day ahead of them like you know what people don't see is how much work that the porn stars are actually having to do you know how many times we actually you know especially for the bigger ones i mean there are days where they just go straight through and you know they do some you know couple clips a couple times but there's some days that we have to go back and like redo the action that was supposed to end back and forth back and forth before they get to the hardcore scene so they're filming for a few hours all the the lines and everything and then they have to get you know flip the switch to get into the mood to do it and it's like i give them so much respect yeah, because yeah, sure. you know people think it's like oh gosh if these girls are just spreading their legs nah yeah. people no think they just they're walk around not 24/7. exactly you know oh, everyone's man. always been so all the talent that i've met they've all been respectful they've all been nice we've always had good times and like you know they're um like you know the amount of work that they have to put into themselves as well you know making sure they eat right they work out um you know if they do get something done on their body just make their hair nails everything it's a lot of work that they actually have to do and especially after hours when they're on their only fans or whatever sites that they're using they're their um cam sites you know then they do that like i i I don't see how people so right off the bat are just so disrespectful. Like, oh, they have sex for a living. I'm sorry, but they, their sex work is work. You know, yeah. it, 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 a lot of them are like, oh, um, but aren't they, you know, doing this not on their own will. No, 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 no. We don't have people like that. There's no way in heck our company would do that. That's so horrible to think about like that. That's something completely different than yeah, our. You. And, uh, and, that, and that's why I like, I like doing interviews and podcasts about it because, um, you know, when I get the chance, I do, I do very various topics. I talk about literally pretty much everything on this podcast, but like, I like bringing it up because again, I feel like it's, you know, and I, I don't know this, I don't know any of them personally, so I don't know what their mental is when it comes to it. Like I know a lot of them, like, you know, I, I've been doing stage work and comedy and all this stuff since I was seven. So I know what it's like to be mentally fatigued, but still have to pretend like you're perfectly fine. Uh, mm -hmm. When you, as soon as you step out the door, especially when the more popular you are, you have to act like you're being filmed or auditioned pretty much every second outside your house. And so, so as well, I like give them a platform as much as possible, even though I know they have a bigger platform than mine, but still something where they can just like chill, talk about what they like, you know, like I obviously have my curiosities about the industry and all is like the work and but I'm more curious about the person behind all that. And, you know, what makes them so unique and, and different that people don't get to see because all they are exposed to them is through via porn, which is already a different mindset. So the consumers of the of said porn is like 
their minds just warped and they don't see them as like people because they see because they've seen the most intimate side of them meaning the, the physical body itself and then just seeing it and depending on what kind of video is being made or what kind of video they're watching it, it, it warps them and that's why i like giving talking to them as people i want to see what they're really like, I, I, getting, I like getting to know people, which is the only way you can really do this kind of thing. Is yep. Interested and, and curious, but thank you so much for joining. I, I, the conversation went by like super fast. <laughs> it's, it's already an hour in, but thank you so much for joining us, Angie. Of I really course. appreciate it. Hey, um, thanks for having me. Where can the people find you? Um, so uh, TikTok is hi, hi H A I underscore Hoku H O K U. Um, I also have that same name on Instagram, but if they want to look at my makeup, Instagram, it's at Angie Lum. Alrighty. And you can follow us at the podcast, um, on IG and TikTok at wholesome underscore monk. And you can follow me on Twitter at the sauceless. And, uh, thank y'all for watching. And you watch this or listen to this. Remember you are now 10% more wholesome than you were before you listen. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>